0: Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Doc Gaines, the American. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Thomas Clayridge, the mother.
1: Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Zuxian Melodis, the undeniable.
2: And I'm Zach, your keeper for this series, and this is Seaside. Tonight, we're playing The Between by Jason Cordova. listeners um, welcome back to seasides this time i'm running a a new game the between maybe you've heard of it maybe you haven't but it is done by the wonderful jason cordova and rather than me stumble through a description of my own make the book itself has some fantastic write-ups that i think will help inform uh, what's going to happen here and what we're going to be doing in future sessions so here we go The Between is a tabletop role-playing game about a group of mysterious monster hunters in Victorian-era London. These hunters learn about various monstrous threats in the city and conduct investigations, or hunts, in order to neutralize them. They gradually become aware of the machinations of the criminal mastermind, who is sometimes connected to the threats, but always scheming to bring the crown to its knees. The hunters will ultimately be forced to reckon with this criminal mastermind in order to save the country. The Between is directly inspired by the TV show Penny Dreadful, but also takes inspiration from British horror classics, the works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, Pulp Era Media, and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The Between is powered by the apocalypse, meaning its mechanics are inspired in part by Vincent and Maggie Baker's Apocalypse World. It is also carved from Brindlewood, meaning the mystery mechanics and procedures are inspired by Brindlewood Bay. There's also a fantastic session zero setup procedure that Jason has in this book. And a lot of it is super helpful. I would recommend that if you're starting with a new group, especially of players that you are unfamiliar with or are maybe new to the game, new to horror themes or anything like that, I would start at a uh, step zero and make your way through. For, for the workings of this podcast, we're skipping right to section seven, the character creation, but definitely going over your expectations, lines and veils, things that you don't want to cross or... And all that stuff is really important, and I would suggest you do it. We're just kind of a comfortable collaborative group, so I think we can kind of work that out ourselves. Before we begin character creation, I want to share a few more details about the setting. These characters, the hunters, are the current residents of a place called Hargrave House. Hargrave House is a mansion in Belgrave Square in London. The people who live there share a common goal of defending the city from whatever dark forces are lurking in its shadows, be it monster or murderer. They operate outside the official channels, frequently tackling cases that Scotland Yard can't or won't. Importantly, Hargrave House existed long before the characters took up residence there, and previous residents were doing the same work. By the time we join these characters, they have already been living and working together for a time. We don't dwell on how they came to live at Hargrave House, nor do we care about who owns or or funds the place. We may learn more about this later in the future, but for now, Hargrave House just is. Another thing to know is that these characters are to remain mysterious. We should avoid talking about their pasts, both in and out of character, unless we are prompted to do so by the game's rules. The reason we do that is because we want to learn about these characters as we play. It's a little bit like watching a good TV show. We don't want to learn everything about the characters at once. The information is given to us in pieces at dramatically impactful moments in the story, often through flashbacks. With that said... I'm going to give you a short summary, he says, but uh, we've actually already picked out our books. So I think we're just going to go around and start chit-chatting. Uh, why don't we start with you, Nathan? Nathan, if you could read the top section of your book to introduce who you are. Uh, and then we'll go from there
3: and talk about the rest of your stuff. All right, I'm 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 playing Doc Gaines, the American. You grew up in a big city in the eastern seaboard of the United States, a scion of a prominent family, but you detested that life, the formality, the pretension, the venomous hypocrisy, and so you went west. You had adventures, got good with a gun, even joined a traveling show for a time, but then came the curse and everything changed. You did your best to control it, and some nights were definitely worse than others, but eventually it got to be too much. Even your days were affected by the changes within you. Your behavior became reckless and unpredictable. Then you had to run far away. In the end, it was London Calling, a thick, throbbing mass of humanity within which to lose yourself. The whole world and all its lovely pleasures right within your grasp. But The curse has found you like it always does. Hopefully these new folks, these hunters you've thrown in with, can help you. Help you for good, permanent-like when the time comes so as it suggests there i have a curse which is the quickening at the dusk phase i roll with a certain stat and then i potentially change into you know the werewolf or what have you as jd was pretty quick to point out i'm an american werewolf in london is that, do you want me to just, like, do look and stuff? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah just do the whole thing. We'll just do that. Yeah. Um, so my, my look uh, is, uh, first off, Doc Gaines is wheelchair bound. So I'm in, like, a, in, in the turn of the century, wheelchairs were, were, like, hand cranks. And so I don't think we need to really dwell on that, but that's kind of the the look that we're thinking about. So there are, there are two hand cranks, and that's how you would turn. Um, so you crank both simultaneously to go forward and what have you. Um, I have an abundance of rings and well oiled mutton chops, of uh, bright red hair. I have a high collared white suit and a bolo tie inlaid with a scorpion. And the vice that I chose is shooting things. And similarly, the additional move that I chose is the fastest gun in the west. So I get a 1851 Colt Navy revolver, and uh, which is what I like to shoot things with. Um, is there anything else that I need to go down here? I don't think anything else. We got your, we got your name, your look, your vice. I think we're
2: more or less good. Like those are those are the main aspects. So yeah, Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's go around and JD. Why don't you introduce us to your character?
1: Sure. So I am Zuxian Melodis. I'm the undeniable. You've always been the most beautiful person in the room. Your looks have opened doors for you as long as you can remember. All the money and material things anyone could want laid at your feet. Artists have found inspiration in the brightness of your eyes, the delicate curve of your cheekbones, the plump softness of your lips. One such artistic work, a masterwork, rises above them all, for it captures the essence of you. It is, quite simply, more you than you. Lately, people sacrifice everything to be near you, to please you, and, if they're lucky, to touch you. But what to do when you get bored with being one of the gods? So yeah, uh, Zuxian Melodus, my look, I have a black and gold woven cape, so black on the outside, gold pattern on the inside, a gold olive branch crown, and long raven hair and cruel slate eyes. My vice is extravagant spending. So, and then my, uh, importantly, I think... My last thing is The Reflection, which is my starting move. So somewhere in London, hidden from the world is a masterwork created in your image or otherwise inspired by your beauty. It is guarded by a cult dedicated to your worship. What is it? So I'm going with a piece of music inspired by me. It asks, how do your worshipers ensure this music is always being played somewhere? Uh, There's an orchestra that is in an old amphitheater in a forgotten district hidden within Byzantine London, which is always playing the piece. Um, is the
2: orchestra like undying, or do they have multiple members who rotate out to make sure the
1: song continues on? I picture it as being like fasting. like basically, they they there are members that rotate out, like members of this cult that are chosen for this or whatever. They do rotate mm. out, but they will play as long as they physically can and like lose mm. themselves in it since it is a popular vice, like doing cocaine and continuing to play well beyond their normal physical means and in an act of dedication to me is how i pictured it fantastic
2: and finally ryan tell us about thomas clayridge uh yeah
0: thomas clayridge is the mother the the like flavor text on the playbook reads few understand the mysteries of human anatomy like you do you are one of the most brilliant medical minds in london and could take your place as a lecturer in any number of esteemed academies but you have different ideas different plans You are no longer interested in merely preserving life, but creating it. And so you'll do what you must to survive. Tending to the prostitutes dying of consumption, assisting Scotland Yard with grisly forensic inquiry, and creeping about in the dark with these new people, these hunters with whom you share a home. But always you are focused on the new life growing in your secret womb, your child, the one you hope will capture even the faintest reflection of the person you loved and lost. So yeah, the mother starts with the move, the child. Uh, You have a secret laboratory in Hargrave House where you are building a person from body parts you acquire in the city. When the time is right, you will use principles of chemistry and alchemy to give your creation life. Um, So yeah, my goal is to acquire the body parts that I need to to bring this lost love back to life. Uh, I also took the advanced move, field medicine which makes me better at patching people up um, at night, like during the night phase of the game. Thomas has sunken eyes, disheveled clothing, and an unkempt beard. And he wears like a a nice suit, but he always wears um, like work boots, uh, well-worn work boots. And his vice is that he is a morphine addict, getting high on his
2: own supply. All right, great. Now I want to move on to your personal quarters. Let's put uh, some cool items in each other's quarters. We've all introduced each other. But let's start with you, Doc Gaines. We kind of have an idea of who your character is, and we need to populate your personal quarters with some things. You can veto any of the suggestions, but mechanically, let's, let's have everybody add a little bit of flavor to your room. Um does anyone have any ideas for a cool item to add to his personal quarters? Uh for listeners at home, the personal quarters kit you can think of it kind of like an abstracted uh what like bag of holding or something. Like it's something you can have at hand to help you on a roll. Um you don't need to say that you're carrying it out of there. They're just uh, some cool items uh that 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 can help. And also hopefully what give us a little insider information about who your who your character is or what, you know,
1: they're doing um just interesting stuff what do you guys got this is totally (laughs) open-ended yeah is that right okay yeah yeah i just wanted to make sure
2: yeah yeah you could you could give them a train anything from a train set to a a bear skull to a really fancy pair of boots yeah and or something even weirder by all means please be weird
1: so it's like strange because i want to it's difficult to balance useful things with interesting weird things don't don't go for useful i
4: guess
1: <laughs> give me the weird shit uh the arm of stonewall jackson
4: oh yeah yes
3: <laughs> that sounds great can, can i can i can i add an adjective sure the pickled arm of stonewall jackson <laughs> <Jesus Christ.
1: laughs> that's the right civil yeah, war general right civil is. war is not my thing yes okay do you get to add one too zach yeah okay is it like every like Nathan? Are you adding one as well? Or are we just doing that for everybody? Or? You know,
2: you know, there's only uh, three three of you players. So Nathan, if you've got one, why don't you add one as well? Because typically, I think you would have like four. You know, like when I've seen the between run online or whatever, there's there's usually another player. So I'm happy if you want to add one. If you've got one that you that you like that you think is interesting.
3: All the things that I like, I want to give to you guys. So, no, I don't really want to give one to myself. Fair. That's fair. If that's okay with you guys, I'd, I'd you know. Totally. I was I, just I, yeah. figuring that out That invitation's working, open to yeah.
2: all of you as well. Yeah. Like, if you guys have one that you're like, oh, I think this would be kind of neat. As long as it's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a gun. <laughs> you know, it's got a little flavor to it. I'm absolutely happy to, happy to have a gun. Uh, you have one. I already have a gun, so, you know. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think... You have a... Hanging from like a bedpost on a chain is a a single silver bullet.
1: Oh, it's for himself. Fuck, that's good.
2: You have a gold letter opener with a mysterious bone inlay of some sort.
0: Like the handle is bone?
3: Yeah, like the... the, Yeah. Alright, just to get everything in, in, in one tidy package here, I have in my personal quarters an 1851 Navy Colt revolver from my additional move, the pickled arm of Stonewall Jackson, a single silver bullet on a chain, a gold-bladed letter opener with a bone handle. Zuxian, let's move over to you and your personal quarters. Uh, Does anybody have any ideas
2: for our fantastic one?
0: Uh, A wind-up music box that plays that song.
3: That's good. I don't know. I tell me if this is if this isn't if this isn't good, but the the blueprints to a chapel somewhere in London. I've got a fun one.
2: Uh you have a uh, like ancient Egyptian disemboweling
3: tools. That is fun. I have a I, I don't I didn't I I'm not what I wasn't super satisfied with the blueprints. I have something else. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. I have something else. A polished silver mirror with uh, the the, lefto- or the, uh, the remnants of lipstick from somebody's kiss. Ooh, nice. Love it. Honestly, as well, um, let,
2: let's move over to Thomas Clayridge. Get a couple of ideas for him. But I also want to say, if anybody comes up with a spicy second option for anyone else, throw it out there. Again, I want to give you guys just because there's only three of you, and I think typically your your group would be at least four. Um, the game says just have, The just, game says three is the ideal. Oh, three is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just always seen it with
1: four. I mean, probably, but
2: I also am just like we're kind of driving this like a stolen car, and I'd if people have ideas. For That's also cool fair. Shit, yeah, we're not. Yeah. yeah, like have cool. Like I'd rather you have cool shit and be like, oh, I can totally bring this into play, especially when we're doing like
3: pickled arms like you're probably not gonna bring that one into play that much like read that point see our, see our series on the veil and see our ad- buying adventures of getting guns and shit like just
4: just them. give your players shit them. they're
3: gonna sometimes. die anyway ask them what they want and give it to them cool uh, so yeah Thomas
2: Clayridge what do we got for cool things for his personal quarters
1: a Danzig record
4: <laughs> mother <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it.
2: The hood of the person who cuts off people's heads. Yeah. The blood-soaked cowl the of the beheadist. What is that guy called? The
1: executioner. The executioner, though. <laughs> no,
3: no, the beheadist. <laughs> Fuck that. The blood-soaked cowl of the beheadist. Who knows who that is, but that's what you have, because that fucking rules.
1: <laughs> Write it down. A drum made of the skin of the world's tallest man. Big thumbs up
3: here from me in that corner. Great, <laughs> absolutely great. I don't know. We're you, you have a bunch of really macabre shit, but seventeen unmarked skeleton keys hanging from a piece of dried intestine.
2: Nice. I'll I'll that that's a useful ass thing that you weaved in there, but you made it flavorful <laughs> as fuck. So I love
3: it. <laughs> Just gave what you the keys to on? the city. I mean, I, no, I love it. Uh, uh, dried intestine.
2: And then I want to go around. Does anyone have any other ones that that might have percolated in their mind
3: while they were thinking about personal quarters for other people that they want to throw at them? I do. still want JD to get something a little bit weirder. Zach gave you something really weird, though, didn't he? So just yeah. give him embalming tools. Yeah.
1: No, they weren't embalming tools. They were disemboweling <laughs> tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whatever. <laughs> Which I think you were going for embalming tools, but it's much better. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Yeah, everybody else has like really like some like strangely macabre trophies. I think you should have like some kind of macabre trophy. Some of the, because these all, a bunch of these feel like, uh, you know, this is shit from uh, adventures we had before. It's kind of how it feels, or, you know,
1: that's not necessarily the case, but. Hm. I've got another one for Thomas. Yeah, what are we thinking? You guys might not know what these are, but you have a microscope with slides of diatom art. So it was a, a popular trend amongst the like scientifically minded elite uh to make diatom art so diatoms are microscopic algae made of glass um so their cell wall is made out of glass and so people would arrange them and they're super teeny right so you have to use a microscope to even see this art but they would arrange them in like fanciful patterns and things but you're a science person
0: that's that's fucking right i've
1: always thought they were cool that is super cool like they literally used to um you had to push around the diatoms to arrange them on your slide with a, a a single hair, like that's how they manipulated them to to move them into position and stuff. They're, they're sweet. Look it up. Okay, I have Zuxian, Zuxian, Zuxian,
3: Zuxian, Yeah, I want to say it right. Zuxian. Okay, so how I I just want to I wanted to give you something weird. This is weird. You have a dirty limerick written on a bat wing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you each uh, one. Doc Gaines. You have
2: an extensive full bar. Just all kinds of almost illegal liquors. Almost. They might be illegal in some parts of town. Maybe if they were found, they you know. They're not illegal until they're found. Oh, I was gonna ask, is he is he a, a bootlegger? You don't get to ask those kinds of questions. That's the best right? <laughs> yeah, you just get these evocative things. A gentleman never
3: asks and a lady never tells.
1: I picture things much more on the, uh, the Wormwood Absinthe side of things than the uh, Bathtub Moonshine side of things. Yeah, that's also what I assumed. Zuxion,
3: you have 13 shrunken heads. Fuck yeah. We have given each other some aggressively useless items. This is fun. I <laughs>
1: know. <And>, um, <laughs>
2: Mr. Clayridge, you have a bone saw fantastic uh with that we've got our personal quarters squared away and uh we're ready to begin the game
0: i have a question are we supposed to start with dawn questions marked so mine says first three are always marked mark two more that's already supposed
1: to be done okay yes oh it's it is stuff that you're trying to do before tomorrow yeah yeah no i know yeah
2: we're also it's worth noting we're not starting with dawn we are starting with the day
1: because that's how you get experience you start with those dawn questions and then next like tomorrow dawn you will answer them and so yeah but the idea is that like right you you're going to aim for these things during the during play this whole day
3: could everybody just read their questions because mine are good (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and start did you stick out in london well there's um did the hunters answer a question the hunters resolve a threat i assume we all have all these three yeah yeah did you stick out in london society for all the wrong reasons did you use violence to solve a problem? Okay, you know. Good, good, good. Did you encourage a fellow hunter to let loose for a change? Okay, yeah. Did you have a raw, passionate sexual encounter during which your feral nature manifested? Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, that's very specific. <laughs> uh- did you share t- a treasured memory from the States with or during an intimate moment with another character? I don't know. Just the, the raw, passionate sexual encounter was like, oh, wow. <laughs> you get, I got you you the papers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mine are, did you express a clear preference for the beautiful over the mundane? Did you secretly show a vulnerable side to someone? Did you create an ornate, over-the-top erotic experience for someone else's pleasure? did you appear in london society wearing risque or avant-garde fashion did you let someone touch you and then make them pay the price for doing so
0: those are very good yeah i like those the mothers are did you dismiss the possibility of a supernatural explanation despite everything you've experienced did you secretly engage in romantic or emotional behavior at odds with your aloof logical exterior did you put your hands in a pile of guts and love every moment of it (laughs) Did you show physical affection towards the child while someone else was looking? Uh, And did did you have a conversation with the child while no one was looking?
3: Yeah, similarly, that guts one has the same kind of reaction I had, where I was like, that's a really, really specific scene you're asking me to have.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's really good, though.
3: Oh, no. Yeah, I don't have a problem with these at all. In fact, I think think those are good. Like, I think that sometimes people are lean toward the general too often with these things
1: mm-hmm. i i and i just really enjoy that jason was like full stops out for this game and it, yeah. it radiates that I mean, and it says been like in the beginning it it's like three this game's years. fucked yeah. up basically like if you're not comfortable with that yeah. it's not for you like <laughs> i do really like
2: that he's just like if you're not comfortable with this type of stuff maybe go play another yeah, game. Yeah. it's just like absolutely like it's i think really more, more people need that. to design games like that like
0: you might not like right. this. It's yeah. fine. Go play something you do like, because this hot take. I mean, more more people especially need to in design
1: dis- games like I make metal music, yeah, and whatever. Right yeah. where you're like, yeah, this is clearly not for everyone. And if you don't like it, fuck off. That's fine. I Damn. I honestly agree, especially in the wake of, and we'll we'll get
2: back to the game here in half a second. The wake of the D and D can solve all of our issues. Conversation that happened, like I feel like within the last year, the where it's like. Yeah. It happens all the time, but, like, if it's felt exceptionally loud lately about, like, people just, like, being like, you can do anything in this. And it's like, no, you fuck!" like, what are you talking about? Why would you
3: run a roguish space campaign in, a D- in D&D, you know? It's, that's always so interesting because it shows so much fucking creativity that people are really willing to work within, mm-hmm. but they aren't willing to venture and day. apply their creative, yeah. Into a app- structural, yeah. Well or yeah just like I I I can apply I can paint with a brush that's actually made for this and use my creativity in this more open-ended space or I can just tweak all of the nouns in this very bounded space. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. weird.
2: Yeah. Totally. Uh cool. All right, are we ready to get back to it? Yes. Awesome. Uh all right, so getting into it, I am going to introduce a threat. Again, listeners at home, this game kind of does a a fantastic job of Giving you a nice structure from which to do things that allows you to feel kind of like everyone's in the writer's room together versus like I am the end all be all master of this. So, up front, the threat I'm introducing is the St. James Street Ghost. Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Zoinks. Zoinks.
4: Thanks,
2: (laughs)
3: everyone. Yeah, sorry, go on.
2: A back issue of The Illustrated Police News, a tabloid notorious for carrying salacious, blood-curdling tales of dubious provenance. Who wrote this? I know it was Jason. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. It's, that's just so like loquacious and great. I love it. Has a story about a young maid, Jenny Hess, who was found dead apparently from shock, in her employer's St. James Street townhouse some months ago. The story claims the townhouse is haunted, and that it was almost certainly the appearance of a ghost that caused the young maid to die of fright. After a cursory inquiry, you learn the precise address of the haunting, 18 St. James Street, and the name of the family that lives there, the Beals. Mr. Clayridge, most tales of haunting are complete nonsense, especially those carried by the Illustrated Police News. But Hargrave House has some experience with ghosts, and a particular detail in the story confirms that this is a legitimate haunting. What is it?
0: Um. So the the detail is that, it she this the maid was killed in during the summer
2: but her body was found with like frostbite marks interesting i like that a lot um one more thing i want to reveal to you is the questions and opportunities for this little module there are two of them in this in this particular case Uh, which part of the house is the ghost attached to it's going to have a complexity of four. And if you if you do it, uh, the hunters now have access to a custom move called Old Bones. Um, and I'll, I'll read that off if we get there. And then the other question and opportunity, which is going to be something that we're going to do at the end, is uh, how can we get this ghost to pass on to the next world? That's going to have a complexity of six. And then, yeah, resolve the threat by performing a quieting ritual. Um, noted noted uh, the complexities... Um, in order to uh, start answering the question, you have to have at least the complexities amount of clues. So for the first one, you'll have to have at least two clues and uh, the other one, you'll have to have three. So that's kind of the threat that's happening in London. We have a ghost haunting a house that a a family lives in. What do you guys want to do? What do you want to pursue as far as that goes? I kind of just lay it out there for you. If you want to go visit the Beals, if you want to go try and figure out, you know, what's going on with this body, or if you have any other ideas of of gathering information or what you think you want to do, we are starting in the day move. So worth noting the, the daytime section is a lot more casual, a lot less dangerous for you guys, right? Like I'm not going to kill you out of the blue in the daytime. It's not going to be like, Oh, you failed the move. Cool. A werewolf jumps out at you. This is your time to explore How you want to. It is your time to seize whatever you really want to do. The night is when I can rah, 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 and do all that scary stuff. So getting down to the bottom things, uh, answering a couple of questions, maybe gathering a little bit of information is great. And then we will, you know, at some point
3: move on to Dusk. Yeah, I want to talk to the Beals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We don't have to I I this isn't the sort of game where we have to be a party, right? It doesn't seem like that. No. I would I would think that would actively be to its detriment mostly.
2: Absolutely not. You do not have to be as a party. Um another thing worth noting to the listeners at home and to you guys with the idea of the Janus mask, it's worth now that we're getting into the game. You guys literally can't die unless you want to. It's a kind of a a, a fantastic thing and I think that also is what encourages you to split up be alone right it's like whenever you split the party up you just die in every other game but here you can always you know get into trouble get the Janus mask to bump it up and and move on through it but yeah i i i want to speak to the beals absolutely and again i want to go go ahead go ahead go ahead
0: oh look look at the body oh cool
2: yeah you want to go to the morgue yes zuxian what, what what would you like to do would you like to Go with someone else. You want to go do out do out on your own thing and really split the party up.
1: I will attend with Doc Gaines, but I'm not going to speak to the Beals. I'm going to speak to their servants. Fantastic! That sounds like a plan that is ripe
3: for the Pickens. It was a maid that was killed, also, right? Yes, or I'm sorry, a maid a maid that that died. Mm-hmm. Presumably, the the ghost killed them. So let's let's start there. We'll
2: just cut right to uh, 18 St. James Place. You guys are there at the front door. What do you do? After, after a second, someone
3: comes to the front door. Hello, how can I help you? Hello, friend. We represent the Hargrave House. We understand you have a bit of a ghost problem. My name is Doc Gaines. This is my eccentric friend. Zooksion. You'll get the name after a couple tries, I assure you. Say hello.
1: I, I stare at the servant expecting them to say hello to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've got no idea what the uh, hairgrave
3: house is, but yes, we've had problems here. Who are you calling on? Personally, I'd like to speak to the master or mistress of the house, and you can hang out with Zooksion.
4: Yes. I will need you to gather all of the servants together.
3: Lovely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't want any trouble, but you can come in and speak to my masters if you want. And she opens up the door. Not though it is my job to be taking care of the damn door. And as, as you walk through the door, you notice that she has this just huge, nasty waft of onions and tobacco on her she stinks like she must must have been sitting over a hot pot and then smoking away at the same time these things rule
1: oh the smell of tobacco and onions famously garbage smells
3: <laughs> particularly in london where Fam-
2: the streets are
4: filled Famously with shit. very unenjoyable <laughs> smells <laughs> tobacco and onions
2: she takes you to both into the the front room and there's a small uh, library in there. And uh, we have our first little paint the scene. The paint the scene questions, uh, pretty pretty common move used by us, I believe. I'm pretty sure this is also Jason's. Yeah, it's invented by Jason. Uh, yeah, Not enough people talking about by Jason, Jason just
1: fucking full out inventing tech for RPGs that can be used across any game constantly. Yeah. Yeah, right. The front
2: room question we have is, what in this room indicates that the Beatles are living a little bit Above their station. And you see as Irma kind of whisks you in there and goes
3: trumping upstairs to go grab Mr. and Mrs. Beale. This is an office, right? Mm-hmm. So, so strewn about the desk are several, like, late payments or payments due or, you know, we kindly request that you give us the money you fucking owe or we're going to break your knees. Like, that kind of shit. They're in the kind of debt that they can't hide it anymore. Mm. Interesting. These are winter drapes and they have holes in them. <laughs> Winter
2: drapes and it's in the middle of summer. Right, Irma seems to be taking her time, so I want to cut across to Thomas Clayridge, who is heading towards the morgue. Mister Clayridge, I think you have arrived at the morgue. What do you want to do? Can I get easy access to the body,
0: or is is like getting to the body a part of the the challenge here? You know, like
2: uh, if you, I believe you did have a move that you could have taken night work. Which would have meant you work for, you work in the off time for Scotland Yard.
0: For Scotland, yeah. But
2: since you didn't take that, I don't think you have the kind of ins with them that would allow you to kind of at least get yourself in the position to look at the body. So I believe, yes, it will be a little bit more of a, you know, working in a moral slash legal gray area, as it were. It's it's a smashing I don't think either
3: of these are, yeah, it's not gray at all. It's black. <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah, I wait until, like, sit like I'm waiting in the, the waiting area or whatever of the morgue mm-hmm. until, like, you know, whatever happens, like a changing of the, the desk attendant or whatever, and then I'm going to use these skeleton keys to get me back into the morgue. Like I'm, I'm basically trying to sneak in using these these keys that I.
2: Fantastic. Have. Uh, it sounds like we are going to trigger the day move. So I'm gonna read the day move out. When you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve. Then roll with the appropriate ability. On a 10 plus, you do what you intended and you hold steady. To describe what it looks like. On a 7 through 9, the keeper will tell you how your actions will leave you vulnerable. And you can choose to back down or go through with it. If you go through with it, the Keeper describes what it looks like. And then on a 12+, plus, uh, you do what you intended or hold steady, and the Keeper will tell you an extra benefit or advantage you receive.
3: Describe what it looks like. The item, he can, he can mark the item to roll with advantage, right? Is that how that works? Yes. So, though, of course, you can, I guess, just use them narratively to establish what's happening and not mark them... But-
2: I think for this one, we are... Yeah, it's going to be uh, just a roll plus composure. Cool. So
0: before I start, I have to say what will happen if you fail or lose your nerve. Um, Thomas is worried. Through his work to create the child, he has had to break some some pretty hefty laws, mm. you know? And... He doesn't want New Scotland Yard, or not New Scotland, Yard, Scotland Yard to uh, put, put any suspicion on mm. him, if that makes sense. Like, he's he's worried about being, like, I don't know, breaking into the morgue is a, a weird thing to do, and it's a thing he might have to continue to do, and he would rather not, not be the case, that they are
2: suspicious of him already. Totally. Uh, yeah, uh, roll it. a nine fantastic i think in this case you can totally get through the doors and get into the main morgue however if you go through with this a scholar who worked in the same areas of science that you did possibly at the whatever university you attended the most frustrating man in the whole world who tried effort effortlessly to get you ejected from the college that you worked at We'll be doing research inside the morgue that you're trying to break into.
0: Yeah. No, we're going in.
2: Then tell me who this character is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Professor Robert Swindrake. Sw- so Swindrake. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the options uh, for surnames on oh, that's uh, uh, the can, That's book, pretty good. So.
3: You can barely say it without squinting. It's like Newman. <laughs> It is Swindrick.
1: Swindrick. You can get a little magic in there too. Oh, I guess. ah, ah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) So as you as you quickly, you know, get your skeleton key in there and the locks fit and you turn it, you hear the loud, sonorous, booming voice that you haven't heard in many, many years speaking over what much must just be another body. Oh, well, look at you. You must have met a very terrible end. <laughs> There's no fixing the problems here. Perhaps an accident with a
1: club to the head?
2: And we'll cut back uh, to our other two uh, compatriots who are waiting in the front living room. It has been taking Irma a half a minute, to get a beal ready for you. In that time, you are left with the smoky smells and onions and Zuxian. That stench of onions and tobacco is still in your nose. And you feel the onions flowing through your senses even harder than the the, the tobacco anymore. And it appears to be coming from downstairs in the kitchen, where potentially there are more servants.
1: What do you do? Uh, I'm going to pull out my snuff box and ta- take a couple mm. of, like, <laughs> just to get that smell out a little bit. We're
3: two of the most heavily perfumed people <laughs> in the area, also, so. <laughs> truth.
1: Absolutely. Been perusing these books for a while while we were waiting, uh, and there's just absolutely nothing of macabre interest. <laughs> I actually
3: wanted to do that, which... <laughs> Are their books as poor as their finances seem to be, Zook's
4: Eon? <sighs> Just unfortunate to trash, like Huckleberry Finn. Pedestrian.
3: But unsurprising.
4: This is taking too long. I'm going to go find some servants.
3: That seems prudent. I'll wait here. Perhaps I can find a cigar in the drawers of this place, or... ...something.
1: I and mean, then yeah, I'm gonna head down to the, the kitchens.
2: Fantastic. You make your way down to the basement, and yes, the kitchens and the servants' quarters are there. And we have uh, another paint the scene that you've activated. Zuxion. what evidence do you see that shows how, historically, the servants of 18 St. James Street have protected themselves from the ghost?
1: They're all wearing necklaces of woven mustard flowers. Now, I
2: will say, there are actually no servants down here. Oh. I think just a slight modification.
1: <laughs> I think you see a bunch of these hanging, yeah, yeah hanging all around from from yeah. the the same like hanging spots that the pots and pans hang from and everything. Yeah, yeah,
2: and like a bunch hanging off of like a a rack, like a petticoat rack or whatever, right, where they would they would normally keep their outerwear. Got it. You make your way down and you see all these mustard seeds and you see a big boiling kettle. That seems to be cooking some kind of a weird stew. What do you do while you're down here? You can't seem to see anyone, at least currently.
1: This like stew is like boiling here or something, right? Mhm. Frustrated that they've kept me waiting and that there are no servants here to speak to, I grab a tin of sugar and just dump it in the soup angrily.
2: I think as you as you do this, dump dump this dump this sugar in the soup to 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 sabotage the, their meal, do you hear something push open the back door to the basement and start scraping around on the floor
3: by by back door to the basement? do you mean like a root cellar kind of door? Is it like on the floor or is it like a
2: it's like a it's like a door out that would lead out back. okay, when okay. I hear something out there?
1: It just came inside with you. Oh, well, I empty out the last of this sugar jar.
3: Toss the sugar jar into the pot. Just <laughs> it's... The whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I just I just let it go. Uh, it plops into the soup, and I turn around to look for whatever came in here.
2: You see a big greyhound dog who's sniffing there.
3: <laughs> How did you give the dog an accent? I don't know. You just <laughs> did.
1: <laughs> the dark. The dog begins barking at you. Is this a? Like a mutt or like a purebred dog. This is that a purebred greyhound? Purebred greyhound. Hello there, beautiful. And I'll crouch down and hold my hand out. It it looks nervously at your hand as you reach it down and out, but smells the air. Is there any meat around here, like raw meat that they've been cutting up for the stew or anything, or held for later?
2: Yeah, I think there's. I think there's some salted meat. Yeah, I'm gonna grab that and give that to the dog. Here you go. It's okay. I think the do- the dog happily laps it up, and again smells and brushes against your leg, and then kind of looks you in the eye, gives you this piercing look, but then settles on the fact that you must be okay, and walks its way up the stairs.
1: Yep, I'll bite. I follow the dog.
2: Let's uh let's cut back over to our friend at the morgue, Clayridge. You hear the booming, sonorous old voice that you haven't heard in years, talking around a body. The room you walk into is dimly lit, except for those uh, bright candles that are around Professor Swindrake. It's kind of hard to see in here, and you're trying to find this body. What do you do? Is this room, is it like piled with uh,
0: bodies? Not piled with, but like, is it, can you see all the bodies in here, or... Is there just like the one body There's out?
2: just like the one body out. There's a, there's a bunch of vaults of bodies in here, I think. Yeah, they're like stowed in the let's slide in and slide out situation.
0: Swindrake, surprised you managed to roll yourself out of your office. Getting your hands dirty down here with the rest of us now. My, how times have changed. I
2: think before you can say my, how times can have changed, you spook Swindrake.
3: <laughs> I hate him so much. It's, uh, it's 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 not, not Dudley, but the older, the, 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 the like stepfather of Harry Potter. That's who I'm imagining here. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: Ghosts of the living dead, Clayridge. They still let you come around these parts, you old hack. Uh,
1: listeners, you can't see it, but Zach is wiggling his fingers as he talks as this character. It's still <laughs> <delightful. laughs>
2: Like chubby little cocktail wings <laughs> that Sven 100% has.
1: <laughs>
0: Just because you... Couldn't handle my research. Doesn't mean everybody shares your particular brand of academic dishonesty. Dishonesty? Do you think dishonesty would land me such a lucrative job working amongst Scotland Yard's finest? I think in your case it's the only thing that could hide such
4: idiocy. (laughs) 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 Harumph. Oh, chef's
3: I toss, I flowers, <laughs> Roses <laughs> Roses
2: <laughs> And I suppose that you have the proper paperwork
0: to be back here, old chap
2: Because I clearly don't have the proper paperwork Oh yeah, paperwork, I think you're, So <laughs> Yeah, you figure out what you want to do there
0: I've been hired at Cambridge As part of their medical department I'm here to do some research Now if you would kindly get out of my way Real academics have work to do
2: all right, this is great. Uh, let let's do another day roll. I, I think this is plus. I want to say composure. Oh, Hang on, I'm pretty sure it's plus com. No, yeah, I would suggest presence. presence. Oh, presence. Think, yep, 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 yep. You are totally right. Let's do a roll plus presence here.
0: It's also worse for
2: me. which yeah. is fun. We all um, we all want you to fail. Also, so. yeah, obviously. I know. Also, before yeah. you do this, um, remember what uh what are you afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve? I mean looking
0: bad in front of the guy who got me kicked out of oxford right like looking like a fool i did the stakes need to be any higher than that for the day rolls because like i feel like at night there's like i don't i mean like there's the threat of me being arrested but being in jail seems like a boring potential like outcome for this
2: let, let's say I think the stakes need to be raised slightly uh, to the point where he will call into question your authority, your ability to be here. Yeah, yeah. And you might have to deal with him. Yeah. But not no, like obviously. I don't think the yeah. guards come rushing in is reasonable. Cool. But I think like he he might turn tacitly on you, uh, depending on how these things go.
3: He might go get somebody to gotcha. have. You yeah, removed. exactly.
2: Yeah. He might be like, I don't think you're supposed to be here. I think that's kind of where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Give it a little action. Oh, that's still a seven. So again, the the keeper will tell you how your actions will leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with it. If you go through with it, the keeper describes what it looks like. I think what's going to happen here is he's going to call into question that you should be back here without escort, and he's going to waddle off and go try and find someone to... To make sure that you're supposed to be here, so he's gonna he's gonna start waddling his his because he is a rotund man. He will have to slowly make his way towards the front desk of operations. So you will have less time to to you can't luxuriate in it. Gotcha. Does that work for you? Yes, it does. Harumph! I don't think you're supposed to be here without any kind of uh, escort. I am the only person on these grounds who... And he, he just starts waddling his way. I'm going to go get exactly who's supposed to take care
0: of... Ryan wants to trip him as he's walking away, but I don't think Thomas would do that, which is frustrating.
2: Let's stick on you for for one more second. You have the room to yourself. There are a couple of well-lit candles around this dead body and then a bunch of storage units for others. What do you do? Thomas
0: starts opening... Uh, or I, they're probably marked on the outside. Like he's looking for this maid who was killed. Do we have a name for her?
1: Uh, it was Jenny Hess.
2: And as you start looking around, you'll notice that these are actually stored in alphabetical order.
0: As he's like looking through into these cubbies and seeing all these bodies, even though it's chilled down here, a slight sweat does begin to break out on... uh thomas's mm. brow as he like looks through all these corpses and his hands start to shake a little bit but once he finds hers he'll pull the body out and put it up on a slab doing
2: like an autopsy that sounds awesome a hurried autopsy uh sounds like the perfect time to trigger the information when you search for a clue conduct research or otherwise gather information describe Harry doing it which i think you did you're trying to perform an autopsy on her and roll with the appropriate ability On a hit, you find a clue. The Keeper will tell you what it is. On a 7 through 9, there's a complication. Either with the clue itself or a complication you'll encounter while searching it, the Keeper will tell you what the complication is. On a 12 plus, you also find a mastermind clue, which is a thing that, yeah, we will will talk about if it comes up. So I believe you're rolling plus reason here.
0: That's a 9. And just because we haven't done it at all yet... Can I trigger the Janus mask here?
2: I'm absolutely excited uh, about invoking the Janus mask. But this is also uh, an important part of the game to talk about something uh, that's really explicitly talked about in the text, which is invoke the Janus mask after we go travel down the rabbit hole of your dice roll. So I'm going to tell you what would happen for oh, the right, 7 right. or 9, okay. and, and you can be like, no, you know what? I want to bump that up to a 10. I do have an entire a decently correct. enticing seven through nine, which I think is just that the old man, the, your your nemesis, comes waddling in with the front patrol guard, and I think he on the seven through nine he would just say, and he's over here, and he wasn't supposed to be here, correct? And he's gonna start he's gonna start coming for you, really crimping in on your time in order to investigate this body, but yeah, you want to invoke the Janus mask to to a ten plus. Yeah, but we play out what would happen on the seventh. No, nine, we abandon that whole plot line. It is like a it is like a choose your own adventure book. That was something that could have
1: happened. Yeah. But doesn't. Okay.
0: So you just tell me what yeah, would it's, have it's happened, like, and then you if, decide if, if you, if you don't want to it deal with that. World
1: is like, and then he brings the. Sorry, when I I, I knew that that was how. It...
0: It was supposed to be played, but to me, it read that, like, oh, you you play that out a little no. bit and see
2: and then, you yeah, okay. you only play it out insofar as I tell you what would happen. it's it's weird, would weird. It's happened. like it feels like the Janus mask doesn't work like the real the real intention for the move is to make a six minus into a seven through nine and the seven through nine to a 10 plus is good but it doesn't feel as like impactful but i think it's just there mechanically because you want to you know you don't want to get entangled and you want to have the time or in this particular case i think you want more time yeah sometimes you just want the
1: move to give you everything like oh i want the clue is what it is (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. yeah
0: oh and i'm invoking mask of the past
2: Fantastic. As for the mask of the past, what is the, is the first prompt there?
0: You lost someone very important to you. Who were they? Name them.
2: Cool. So, importantly, you need to resolve that before the session is out. Your clue is while you're investigating this body, which is still uh, fully dressed in a nice evening, evening gown wear, you see just sticking out of the pocket a bunch of letters that seem to be have been hurriedly stuffed in there.
0: Red. i i take those
2: i take them out and stuff them in my like doctor's bag fantastic say that you have a clue a stack of love letters from another time and i think instead of as we said them coming upon you you hear the the booming sonorous voice of swindrick coming down the halls slowly shuffling towards your area but you have plenty of time uh, and we're gonna cut away from you
0: oh do i have plenty of time to harvest some body parts Ooh. most notably some blood
2: you know because you bumped that up to a ten plus, I think I'm just totally cool with you being able to get this 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 blood and we're gonna cool. we're gonna pop away from you and back over to our other characters, Doc Gaines. You've been sitting upstairs for a while poring over what what have you been doing?
3: I've been taking out my nicely carved bone and gold letter opener and cracking the seal on each of these bills, hoping that one of them didn't say what the last one said, which was. You are still not paying us. Growing bored with this, I begin tracing my finger along the dusty bookshelves, muttering to myself that if they were going to clutter this room with such trash, they could at least read some of it. But apparently they can't even take the time to do that. Is this becoming an obscene amount of time? I think as you start to think about that, you hear steps coming from upstairs.
2: And as the steps from upstairs are coming, you also hear the scurry of clawed paws across the hardwood floor as this dog comes up and starts sniffing the air. And he walks over to you and sniffs the air, looks you in the eye for half a second, and then moves on. As the lady of the house seems to come down the stairs, you see a woman with a very polite, sweet disposition, a lovely smile, but she seems distant. Pardon me gentlemen, as Zook Zion makes his way onto the same floor. How can I help you?
3: My lady, uh, myself, and my companion behind you uh, are, well, investigators of a sort. I go by Doc Gaines, and um, you must be Lady Beale? Why, yes, I am. Charmed. We understand there was a... some kind of incident recently with a maid. Yes, not long ago, we lost poor Jenna. She was a lovely girl, and so good with Roger and the baby.
2: And now, thanks to that ridiculous tabloid, I have to find a replacement.
3: Was the intention not to replace Jenna had the tabloids not run their piece? Wheeling down the bookshelf and taking books off and pawing through them and tossing them to the side. Irma, uh, from behind her. I hope so. I'm tired of answering the doors and
4: doing all the cooking. You what? are to gather the servants.
1: I, like, interrupt her. Well, we're gathered here now. This is it? There are no other servants? Is
2: it just... You look, you look around the room as if this is it? There are no other servants? And <laughs> Yes, we are gathered here now.
1: I will speak with you alone. You, where do you take Irma? They have to have, like, a study an office or something.
2: Were we not in the study? I think, we, yeah, the front room is more or less oh, the study. Okay. Do you want to take them to the dining room?
1: Sure. <laughs> cool.
2: It's the second of two main rooms <laughs> of the ground floor. <laughs> Features a long polished table that can be set up to eight, A curio cabinet and a serving trolley. This also gives us an opportunity to paint the scene again. Uh, in the dining room, does Mrs. Beal have splendid taste or rather disappointing taste? what do you see that confirms this
1: it's obviously poor taste but i'm trying to think of what that would be
2: yeah
1: oh it's americana themed describe it a little bit more there are like those um uh like the ruffled striped banners that are always at like parades or whatever of the era you know what i'm thinking of it looks like fucking um bioshock infinite (laughs) it just looks like that (laughs) oh jeez they're like those, those, like those little scruffled half, like circle banners. You guys have to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, all around yeah. the wall. All right, cool. Does that work for yeah, you? Yeah, that that's all right? that's fine.
2: Yeah, that works for me. Uh, and she sits down at one of the one of the chairs at the table in the dining room.
4: Well, what do you want? Well, first, I expect to be offered a drink.
1: And I motion at the the cart as I take a seat.
2: Listen, honey, your last name's not Beale. Why don't you sit down and talk to me? And she pulls out a a cigarette and lights it.
1: I stand back up. No. I get up off of my chair and step onto the table and walk along it. Grab the cigarette in my hand and crush it.
4: A drink.
2: I don't know where you come from, but that's not exactly polite manners. And she gets up from her chair. Moves over to the wine cart. And liquor cart.
3: What do you want? Please say no nothing for me, <laughs> thanks.
4: Yeah, I can't get past it. I'll do it. Nothing. I'm working. Have a seat. She just looks puzzled
2: as all hell. Sits back down in her seat. Lights up another cigarette. What do you want?
1: I drop the crumpled cigarette in front of her and then walk back along the table to my seat.
2: Tell me about the girl. What girl? The dead maid. She died. Matter no nothing. (sighs) Blowing smoke across the table into your face.
4: A nose like that, I have trouble thinking that you can stop yourself from poking it into other people's business.
2: Maybe I've seen some things in this house.
4: Things you might not believe, but I ain't telling you. Well, if you are withholding information, I have no choice but to place you under arrest for the girl's murder.
2: She puts the cigarette out. Under whose authority? Who do we
4: work for? (laughs) Hargrave.
2: Hargrave House? Hargrave House. She looks at you quizzically.
4: Who? Somewhat above your station.
2: I believe the only one above my station is my missus
4: in Scotland Yard. You have a very miscalculated view of your position in the world.
2: Oh my god, you are totally the one that has a misguided (laughs) calculation of the view of the world. Maybe we should go back to the room with my missus if you have nothing to offer me. Let's cut back to the main room. Mrs. Beale is uh, quietly sat down in a chair.
3: I'll hope that you'll forgive our intrusion today, lady. Oh, it's no bother at all. And I, of course, will allow that you haven't offered me a drink. That's just fine. What can you tell me about Jenna, as you said? What was happening in the days leading up to her untimely demise? The girl just seemed to drop dead of
2: fright, I don't know. Real shame, honestly. I liked her.
3: Fright, you say? That's what the tabloid said, didn't it? And that tabloid you've gone out of your way to denounce, so what's your part of the story? I
2: have no part of the story. I wasn't here when she passed. Who was?
3: The servant Irma. Irma and Janner, and those are the only two? Mm Mm-hmm. We have more, but they're gone on vacation. I found their missives on the desk, pointing to the bills. Why are you rooting through my things, sir? I'll do as I please in order to rid this town of such paranormal things as may be plaguing this house. So you're a ne'er-do-well, then? I've done well once
2: or twice. So you've come to disrupt my home, then? And she gets up and starts moving behind you quickly. Uh, she grabs the back of your chair and begins pushing you, pushing you forward and towards the door. I'm very sorry, but you seem to have the wrong idea, and I must ask you to leave. Irma! These gentlemen are causing issues. And she's pushing you out the front door. What do you do? Put my brake on.
3: (laughs) Roll a day move. Hell yeah. What are you afraid is gonna happen? I'm honestly afraid that she'll slip and hit her head and then we'll have two dead bodies to deal with. That's uh, pretty fucking complicated,
2: but I'm into it. Roll plus composure. Let's see what happens. Sweet. Eleven. Holy cow. I think you're able to just stop this right in its tracks. She lets go of your chair and kicks back and just starts sobbing.
3: My good lady, I do not know what you hope to gain by ejecting me from your home, but I want you to understand that we only seek to make sure that something like what happened to dear Jenna does not happen to you. And she's just crying unrelentingly.
4: (laughs) Please just leave
2: us be.
3: I can't do that. What do you want, then? What do you need from me? In the night, you must hear something. A jangle in the teacups, a shaking in the walls, a whisper in the back of your hand that you'd shake off as nothing more than the wind. What I need from you is information, a place to look, if nothing else.
2: Roll the information move.
0: What's he rolling plus?
3: I think
2: it's presence here. Yeah, I think it's presence here. Cool. Let's do it.
3: That's an eight. So on a 7 through 9, there's a complication either with the clue itself or a complication you encounter while searching.
2: Your clue is the sound of someone falling down the stairs. There's no one there when you investigate. It is complicated because she's like, I don't know where it is except over there. And then you just hear. And then you just hear this body perpetually falling down these stairs and then you feel around you cold start to creep in up your spine i want you to take the the condition chilled through
3: can you see my breath
2: now your breath totally lights up as like this you even hear like a squelch of blood Ugh. and it feels like a ne- it sounds like a neck breaks on the bottom stair Ugh we're gonna we're gonna pop back one more time, Zuxian. we left you, Irma was she's looking for a bribe, basically, yeah, I think she's looking for that bribe, and then you hear her mistress call her name. It appears it's time for y'all to go. Can I just say that Irma rules? yeah, she's great. what do you do? Irma's trying to usher you out of here.
1: I stand up when she motions, but then I reach into my uh but I think I'm wearing like a robe with golden weave, and reach into it and pull out a very fine coin purse, and I'll just set some coins down on the table.
2: Let's—I mean, let's do it. Roll, roll the information move uh,
1: plus presents.
4: Okay.
3: Cool. I want to say that I'm imagining like Irma getting up to try to like usher you out. And you just yep. hear in like the room silent. And you just hear the clack. 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 Yeah, that's good. Clack as you start like individually setting coins on the on this hard this oak table. Yeah, and I just
1: I, I keep setting them down until she turns around from the door. Plus presence, right? That is a ten.
2: She looks from side to side. And I think this I think this is the confluence of the, the end of the session. You feel the cold chill start creeping into the room. Alright. This isn't the first time this has happened. It hasn't happened for a long time. Must have been decades, 20 years ago, I was a young lady, but it's happening again and she's she's thumbing through that mustard I believe he says mustard flower necklace and it feels like the last time, and I don't quite remember it. And then I, I think you that's when you start to hear So I'll we'll cut away there. One last piece of wrapping up before we go. We go back to Clayridge. You're sitting over this body. What about it is eerily familiar to the one that you lost?
0: So, where frostbite has set in on Jenny's, like, fingers and toes, gangrene, like, rot has started to, to, like, eat away at that skin. And... Clayridge thinks back to the field of the Crimea when he was a a medic with the British Army, the British Expeditionary Force in Crimea. And he remembers back to a young cavalry officer who he formed a relationship with named Dmitry Sidorov.
4: something I wish I owned.
2: <laughs> I tried. I gave it to you in you
3: one have, You gotta manifest you that. That
0: positive energy existing. in your own life.
3: Yeah, exactly. Manifest <laughs> Just Just eating candle soup out of a canopic Hell jar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of fucking like live, laugh, love on my wall, it just says ancient Egyptian disemboweling tools and fantasy. It's on spirit. your
0: vision board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>